This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at the supercars in Tasmania and the Forest Rally over in the West. I hope you'll stay with us. The Australian Rally Championship kicked off last weekend over in Western Australia at the Forest Rally. And it was the Bates boys who took out first and second position on the podium. Harry Bates taking the victory of the first round of the Australian Rally Championship. Here's what he told rally.com.au. We probably couldn't have come and asked for a better result than uh, first and second, and it's probably a little bit unexpected, but uh, yeah, totally happy. We have been in this position before, and um, it's a very tough championship, and this round's always very tough, hence it's my first time winning here in four attempts, so I'm very happy to have done that. But, uh, but yeah, it's a long year, and... We've got to keep working and, um, you know, the guys have put in a huge amount of work in the off-season, but this is really just the beginning. So, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing what we can do. I did say to John today out on the stages, you know, I feel like this weekend we've finally shown what can happen when we have a clean run. And um, so hopefully if we can just have a few more clean runs this year and and uh, we can maybe put ourselves on the top of the title. But there's a long, a long way to go. So yeah, there is maybe the perfect start. The supercars were down in Tasmania for the latest round of their championship, and it was another great performance by Scott McLaughlin, who, even though he was suffering from the flu, he was able to drive through Saturday's pain to take out the victory. He was not well enough to go to the post-race press conference, so subbing for him is the team principal, Ryan Story. Uh, I'm substituting him for Scotty because uh, he's not uh, in the best of sorts. He, uh, he was looked after, uh, in, as, as you would no doubt expect, uh, to, to the best quality of care by Dr Carl Lee before and, uh, and post-race. And, uh, and he's uh, going home to get some much-needed rest before uh, coming back to uh, hopefully do all this again tomorrow. He'll be fine. He's just under the weather and uh, in, 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 need, in need of a bit of, uh, a bit of pain relief and, uh, and some Vicks and uh, all those sorts of things. And you know, the last thing we need is him hanging around the team, spreading it, spreading it around the joint. Uh, but uh, what's in his best interest right now is to, is to unfortunately not be here with all of you. So unfortunately, you're stuck with me. Yeah, so it was quite interesting. I saw uh, that uh, the TV cameras had, had, had made a point of, of all of our guys going and patting uh, young Toby Chapel on the back. Um, I think that it was Fabian earlier today who made it clear on Snapchat that uh, Toby's single and, and available for any young ladies that might be in, in the market for, 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 for a young man of that type. But uh, Toby's a young fellow who started with us originally Kilonga Tafe. We've got a policy within our, our, our shop of, of developing young talent and bringing them through. So he's been with us for a couple of years, uh, but today was the first time that he was uh, live in action in a, in a pit stop. So uh, it, was a, it was an opportunity to uh, effectively commemorate that moment. It also happened to be his turn. Um, we've, we've spoken a lot about uh, our policy and, and how we approach things internally. Of, 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 you know, we've been fortunate to have won a number of races over the last few years, which means we give everyone an opportunity to collect a win on behalf of the team. It's usually my ugly face on TV when, uh, when these blokes are out doing the real work. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's great to see those guys get up there. When you think about, and, I've, and I know I've said this to, to many of you individually before, but when you think about the sacrifice that everyone in pit lane makes to, to do their job and to be in this sport, and be away from their families for so long, to, to, to flick on the TV, see, see the team that they represent win a race, and then to see their, uh, their, uh, their family member 
up there representing the team and collecting a trophy is a very special moment indeed. It's something we're proud of and, uh, and we certainly embrace the, con the concept. As soon as it become, became clear to me that they were focused on Toby, I, I made sure that Larko was aware it was because it was his first pit stop, not because there was a mistake. There was no mistakes in the stops. The stops were both, uh, both mega. Fabian Coulthard made it through to second place on Saturday and naturally he was happy for a Dick Johnson... T in Penske, 1-2. This year's been tough. I feel like we've been fast enough, um, you know, and, and just haven't quite got the results to show for it. But I know that the package underneath me has been good, uh, but we just haven't quite had the luck to get the results and have the trophies to show for it. Shane Van Gisbergen was able to make it up to third place and salvage some great points, passing Mark Winterbottom in the Team 18 Irwin racing car in the final laps of the race. Winterbottom had the pole and had good speed throughout the race, but Van Gisbergen was confident that he was going to get the podium spot. Oh man, I'm just happy to be on the podium after my last round as wheels fell off literally. So um, yeah, it's good to be back here and competitive and yeah, I, I got um, a lot to catch up on and you know, even to be competitive every round um, to even think about being in the championship hunt again. So really got to knuckle down and be good every week. But um, whether we're going to be competitive or not, um, we'll see next week. Next week will be the one that'll tell us how the series is going to be, I think. I had a fun race, but um, as you touched on, um, I was looking forward to that race and pushing the, um, the guys next door. They haven't been pushed all year on outright speed. So would have been interesting to see, see how that went. But um, yeah, driver error. Clutch grab, I overreacted, and then the, the light went out. So, yeah, that was a bit average on my part. Been getting good starts lately, so a bit of a shame. But um, the rest of the race was fun. Um, tried to save early, guys pitted, and then went for it, and then came out. And when I come out, they were a long way ahead, but um, managed to run them down and some fun battles. And, um, yeah, good, good battle with James, too. That's always fun as well. On Sunday, it was Shane Van Gisbergen who had the run of the green, taking out victory in what would be his first race win for 2019. Yeah, I knew this would be a good opportunity, but um, firstly, super stoked, um, and the team, they put in so much hard work, so thanks to Red Bull Holden Racing Team, our cars have gotten a lot better, and we've certainly understood the new rules package this year around the suspension setup and getting better and better, but um, yeah, awesome race. Um, got an awesome start, which uh, much better than yesterday, which really helped and took off and I thought, man, car's awesome and then all of a sudden Fabian just came at me. So I was a bit worried then, but um, my tyre life was quite good and, and then I drove away again. But um, yeah, then the first pit stop, I was meant to come out right in front of Fabian, came out beside and then Scotty got me as well. But um, those next few laps were hard, awesome, clean racing. It was really fun. Yeah, can you talk us through that? Put us in the driver's seat, the side-by-side, -side, particularly with Scott, was really cool. Yeah, he did a good move. At, I think it was at the hairpin, and then when I got him back, um, just trying to manage it, and um, yeah, then we were side-by-side -side around the last corner, which is always tough. you really got to give the guy room, and then I just couldn't see where he was into turn one, so probably gave more room than I needed to, but um, yeah, always good racing with these two guys. Fabian Coulthard picked up a pair of second places, finishing behind the leader on Sunday. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, you know, we came here in sixth and leaving in second, so I'll take that any day of the week. Um, you now we were consistent both races. I feel like we're starting to show the speed that we had in the start of the year. We just don't have much silverware to show for it. So um, happy, getting happier, more and more happier. So um, I'm looking forward to going to Phillip Island. Should be a lot of fun. 
And for Erebus Penrite Racing, it was David Reynolds getting his first podium of 2019. You don't really worry about championship stuff until, until the end of the year, so you're just trying to do the best job you can with what you got, trying to improve the car. Um, myself and Al and the team improved the car over the weekend and made some good changes, so that was very, very vital for us in practice, whatever the one that was this morning for. Because um, yesterday the car wasn't wasn't the best, had some issues uh, balance-wise, and we made some improvements in practice this morning, and and it showed in the race. One of the new things that was trialled at the supercars last weekend was park ferme conditions, where the cars were not supposed to be worked on between qualifying and the race. Here's what Ryan Story, Shane Van Gisbergen, and David Reynolds all had to say about. Obviously, there was discussion how much you want to compromise fully or, or whatever and or if you wanted to do a run early in Q3 then change your car completely back but yeah we, we played it pretty conservative I think most people did the order was pretty much normal but it was good for the teams you know it was, it was quite a couple of hours and just relaxed before the race and but I think the rules need to be a lot clearer about park ferme like I think F1 as soon as you drive out your cars in park ferme you can just do the front wing and the fuel or something like that I think our rules need to be a lot stricter, yeah, because after one of the sessions I saw teams with the wheels off, springs out and stuff like that, you know, that probably shouldn't happen like that. It's, in, it's interesting, and, and I'm talking as Joe Citizen rather than, than Commissioner Gordon here, but uh, the, the Commission have worked very hard on, on a number of cost controls and also have taken a, great, a greater view of uh, the, the, I suppose, the, the personnel um, across the paddock and the retention rates that we see year to year with some of the mechanics and the work rates that we see across across the work week weekends and Park Ferme and curfews and some other bits and pieces are, are, are part of that and, and are part of the consideration and uh, trying it out this weekend gives us an opportunity to review it, see if it works and see if, it's, if, it, if it warrants being, uh, being further explored at, uh, at other, other race events. Yeah, that's been a bit of a, bit of a funny one for us because um, you kind of you want to run like real aggressive setup for qualifying, and then you normally detune it for the race. So this 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 weekend you kind of got to we run like a half and half here and there. So it was really interesting because you know you go like oh I think it might chew the tyres out in the race, and then you get in the race and you start driving it differently. You're like it's actually not too bad. So it's just interesting to find out um, you can still put a decent time down with you know a semi race setup in. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.